Pop Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Well, you are both looking awfully sleepy this morning, sisters. And I'm feeling it. Or should I say this afternoon, because it is now past noon. I mean, I've had some coffee. I'm doing all right. You know, it was a late night for, for both of us. Uh-huh. So, Riley introduced us to a new television. Well, not YouTube series. YouTube series. Can you call that a TV show? It's not on. I mean, I guess you could get it on your TV. It's not designed for TV. Right. <laughs> I don't think it would look very good on TV. I don't think it would look very good on TV. <laughs> I'm not going to. I See, I still would have said TV. I guess it's not a TV show. A new YouTube series. Justin actually forced me, like, because of that conversation, you telling us about it, he forced me to upgrade to YouTube Red. He took my phone from me and then handed it back to me and said, you now have it. You have to have it. Please stop watching ads. You're killing me. Yes. <laughs> and well, I, I just, I, I, it's there. You can't watch the episodes without YouTube Red, even with ads though right like it's completely paid for content yeah yeah okay except for the first episode like the first episode like tries to draw you in like ooh, buy youtube red so you can see the rest i do no he Uh, just wanted me to quit watching ads when i was showing charlie weird videos so (laughs) it's probably fair yeah (sighs) yeah so what riley do you want to do you want to give the the audience a premise of this this wonderful show so have you all ever wanted to watch a bunch (laughs) of 20 to 30 year old probably not that smart youtubers solve a bunch of escape rooms while playing characters and also trapped in like the 1800s the answer is yes i think they're trapped in the 1920s the 1920s (laughs) the second one (laughs) it all runs together the second one is five years in the past The second one is later, later, I think. The first season in the 1920s, Uh the answer is yes, you have. So you want to watch Escape the Night on YouTube, uh, hosted by Joey (laughs) Graceffa. Riley told me about this, and at first I thought, well, why would I ever watch this this thing? Because I don't watch any YouTubes, so I don't know. Like, I don't, I literally do not know anyone on the show. I've never heard their names. I don't recognize their faces. Um, I... I don't know anything and like there's there's jokes I guess about who they are and what they do and I don't understand any of it I don't I don't get it Justin recognized like two of them mm-hmm. um, but that is not a barrier you would think it would be it is not it is not a barrier it's hilarious watching these people try to solve these puzzles and then they also get fake killed off mm-hmm. periodically yeah. uh, not real don't worry yeah <laughs> they're fine well, they- there's always an odd mix when someone does get killed off of people that are committing to this character uh-huh. dying and other people that are like, uh, okay, you you lost the game, whatever. <laughs> I love it. It's strange. I love one of the, one of the first scenes where they have, I, I won't give away who who's, I don't want to spoil anything, but they have somebody who's slowly dying of poison and they like, they have to solve puzzles to try to stop it. And they're, they, so some people are like frantically running from room to room trying to solve these puzzles and they're just so into it. And then there's a shot of this one girl standing there like in a flapper outfit because they're all dressed 1920s, just like munching on a bread, like a dinner roll, just like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like looking around the room like this is weird. <laughs> well, and you can kind of tell the person that's dying of poison, like they're they're acting like, oh, no, they're dying. But then, like, oh, I'm still dying. Yeah, I'm still dying. You guys suck. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> please, I don't want to leave the show yet. <laughs> I've run out of like odd sounds. Just get it over with. Also, there are like 
two steps that way and you'll find the one key you need that's all literally all you need to do this why is it taking you so long well that's the thing (laughs) we've done a lot of escape rooms and they can be really challenging this show these are escape rooms light like half the time you're just like following them like oh why don't you get why don't you get what you're supposed to do that word is just backwards it's just a (laughs) word backwards like just to figure it out my favorite is at some point in the second season this doesn't give anything away they're trying to solve one of the first puzzles and they find a bookmark that has a four-letter word on it and like they're looking at it and they're like i wonder what this could be and then like 20 seconds later they find a little like um cipher thing like da vinci code type thing where you have to put in a word and it's only four letters long and they're like what word could this be and they're like running around trying to find words and i'm like guys you just found a four letter word right there that that's the only thing that i i will say it's a it's a double-edged sword as much as justin and i were enjoying watching these people flounder and try to solve these puzzles and you're going why can't you figure this out and it's very funny on the other side, there's the nerd part of me who's like, come on. It's, wh- it's, it's right so there. obvious. Like, I'm getting frustrated. Like, I just need to be there. I could show you all how to do this in, like, five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I'm very good at escape rooms. <laughs> so, so Escape the Night, season three, Sydney McElroy. Dr. Sydney McElroy would make an excellent guest. Yes. I think so. I think we need uh, uh, Smurl McElroy. Escape the Night. Escape the Night. I, uh, what would be a, what would be your monikers? Because every character gets like a moniker. There's like the you know the gangster or like the the heiress. I mean, I think I'm just the doctor, the doctor. right? Yeah. Does that <laughs> make me boring. just the teen? The teen, yeah. <laughs> no, You're but the you teen. gotta you gotta think of like something cool and like period. Like I want to be the bootlegger. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I work I- with Al Capone. I bring in bathtub gin. Crazy lady. I can just accent it. Following following those rules, I could just be the sawbones, and then I would also just be a shameless plug for my other podcast constantly. (laughs) I like that. I like that. What does that make me? I think you're still just the teen. Just the teen? (laughs) I don't think we had teenagers in the olden days. I think that's a a new concept. (laughs) You would be the uh half adult the the half adult <laughs> the the ingenue uh there you, there go. you go yeah that's me oh. yeah well, you, well well there's a lot of other members of our family we'll have to figure all this we'll out, figure all that out at some point. <laughs> anybody um, have suggestions <laughs> you know splurging on a youtube series or marathoning some sort of netflix programming is one way that you could kind of treat yourself <laughs> 2011 yeah treat exactly yourself. treat yourself and perhaps be practicing self-care wouldn't you say <laughs> I great job think, <laughs> i mean i get that that's the transition to the topic but i think mm-hmm. what we did last night is closer to self-harm <laughs> yeah <laughs> or at least self-dumbing <laughs> i don't know i felt very good after we now i will say this because i'm much older than than you two um I, not so much, I guess, Taylor, like physically, much older than me. Okay. <laughs> but spiritually, I think I'm very old. We watched three episodes and almost fell asleep and had to go to bed. They're so. like 20 minutes a piece. Well, yeah, it's like it's one fast. hour. Spiritually quite old. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think that marathoning a program like that, that you enjoy, that brings you laughter 
and it helped me relax so much that I went to sleep. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. I think that's a form of self-care. Yeah. Oh, I would agree with that. I feel like when the, the most recent season of, of Orange is the New Black came out, like mm. I reserved a day and I waited for that day and I had like some snacks and like drinks ready to go. I'm like, I'm not going to leave my bed. I'm going to get through this. This is my day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, and, you know, I think it's interesting because the idea of self-care, while it is a very popular, it's a very prominent kind of concept. I think most people know what we mean when we say that now. At applying that to a teenager when Taylor and I were younger, when we were growing up, would, I think, have been kind of absurd. I, I don't think people would have understood that as something that teenagers needed, did, would, you know, know how to do <laughs> or anything. I mean, I certainly don't ever remember thinking like, I need to pamper myself. I've had a rough week. I need to do something to kind of like take care of my physical or mental well-being. Like, I don't ever remember having those thoughts when I was younger. As an adult, I have had those thoughts, but it was it was very much something that I don't think applied to us mm -hmm. no well I, I think like we've talked about this before I, I think there was even you know sitting there we were both like we were both serious students we were both like focused young adults like the the, the idea of like pausing to sort of take care of yourself almost seems counterintuitive to trying to be successful for for what I felt growing up like mm -hmm. there was pride to be had in not taking care of yourself you know like you were committed to what you were doing if you hadn't done your laundry <laughs> in a month and like you know yeah. never stopped to like I don't know like like get your hair done or whatever exactly it, it, it was it almost seemed like something to brag about like well I don't make time for those kinds of things because I'm too busy balancing my perfect grades and my perfect extracurricular list of activities that I complete and I have my leadership positions here and then there's my community service and like that's the kind of person I thought for, for certain colleges wanted so that was Absolutely. the kind of person I wanted to present myself as was I would never take time for myself I'm too busy doing all the things I need to do to become the best citizen or whatever mm -hmm. I don't know whatever that was <laughs> whatever I was going for when that I worked on this drawing for 24 hours and all I've had is three balls <laughs> that was an old energy drink in our day <laughs> um I feel like now it's almost like maybe me somewhat and other teens or other members of my generation have realized that like you can't really do all those things to the best of your abilities if you're not taking care of yourself also mm -hmm. so like I can't be the best student and continue to get all my work done if I'm getting two hours of sleep a night. I should probably take some time to maybe take a, a weekend where I don't make myself wake up at a certain time, which, you know, I do that all summer. <laughs> that's that's my, my two-month-long self-care. But, I mean, like, if I spend a whole evening and do nothing but work and I'm super stressed out and I go to bed and I haven't done anything but, like, barely make time for dinner and take a two-minute shower and do a bunch of homework... I'm just going to wake up the next day and feel exhausted and not going to feel like I can do anything at school the next day. So it's important to like, I don't know, either take time just to like take an extra long shower or like for me, sometimes it's like, I'm going to shave my legs because I haven't <laughs> had time to in the shower all week. So I'm going to take that extra 10 minutes and I'm going to shave my legs or like listen to some music mm -hmm. or when I go to bed, I'm going to like put on a face mask or something like just something that helps me like wind down because I know I can't do my best if I don't. Does a face mask help you wind down? 
It makes me feel like I'm taking care of myself. Okay. Like, I'm like just I put asking. it on and I just feel relaxed. Like it makes me feel like, yeah, <laughs> I'm relaxed and I can just let this let this soak in for I've, I've never minutes. used one in my entire life, so I don't know. The ones that you can paint on and leave on for like an hour, mm-hmm. I just like leave those on and just lay there like, this is me taking care of myself, but also taking a quick nap. <laughs> I, did, I, I don't know what the deal is though with those like creepy sheet masks that have like, I get that they have faces printed on them, but the faces never adhere to your face in a not uh-huh. horrifying nightmare fuel way. <laughs> you actually, you got me some emoji ones for Christmas. I you did. got me four of them and I used one and it was very um, terrifying to look at in the mirror. But I also, I still have three left and I've been saving them for when the three of us are together oh, so no. that we all have to wear them at the same time. <laughs> that will be my first foray into this world of masks. No, it's, it, it, it's terrible. They make you look like somebody who's about to go a Persian or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ah, I don't like that. I, see, I don't see how that would be like soothing to myself. But, you know, we'll take a picture of those masks on and they'll end up on the gram. Oh, we got to gram that. Got to gram that. Well, I, I, see, I, so one, I guess that's one aspect of self-care that I'm sure, I mean, I know people did, like the idea of getting a manicure or a facial or as you're saying this you seem like you're like looking for it like what i am i'm I'm trying to think about those it's just never and part of it is not because of my age part of it is not i mean like there were people my age who had manicures who went and got their nails like that's not it's not like that's i don't know that's a new thing part of it is just who i am as a person that was never something that i was interested in but it just wasn't something like there was a concept of well let kids be kids still you know just because you're a teenager doesn't mean and we and we expect things of you doesn't mean like you have to work non-stop we do expect you to be a kid but it was never in the pursuit of like caring for yourself mm-hmm. it was like cut loose a little bit um yeah be a child for a couple hours because someday you won't get to yeah someday you'll look back on these days and remember how great they were and you know they're the best days of your life and you're gonna realize when you're an adult that that you missed out on all these good times and you're going to regret that. And so, like, go have a little fun, but then get right back to work. But I don't ever remember it being couched in the idea of, and also take care of yourself because yeah. that matters. For me, it's like, I don't know, when you're in the end of high school, maybe college, I'm not there yet. But the habits you establish when it comes to, like, working or studying or how you manage your time kind of carry through into when you become an adult at first. So mm-hmm. it's like how I've been... I don't know, managing my time through high school is probably how I'll start doing things in college until I learn a new way to do it. If you don't start making time when you start making habits for yourself to take care of yourself, then it's like you'll never find that time where you can. So it's easy to start when you're a teenager because you probably have more free time than you will when you're in college or when you have a job or when you're an adult. So if you start making that time when you're a teenager, then you'll have that habit in mind to start looking for that time when you're an adult which you might need to look for it more so than you do when you're a teenager and you have more free time. Sure. I mean, I think that's true. And I think definitely you could make the case that, and I mean, I don't think this is necessarily uh, only our country where this is true. I think there are probably certainly other places in the world where this is true, but I do think this is uh, an American problem as well, where we put so much stress on that idea of like success and performance and pushing yourself to your limits constantly Mm -hmm. and depriving yourself of fun and relaxation in pursuit of whatever that 
that goal is, whatever you decide it is for yourself, that uh, we make ourselves sick. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know for me that was that transitioned into a college experience where I vacillated between like weeks on end where I didn't sleep well, I didn't eat well. I, certainly I wasn't exercising. I was studying nonstop. I was doing papers. I was nonstop. And then I'd want to blow off steam by going to a big party or something and like cutting loose for a night. And then I'd go back into that kind of nonstop working kind of thing. And I would say that that was probably my pattern all through like med school and residency was just like put your head down and keep barreling forward. And it doesn't matter if you've been holding it (laughs) for the last eight hours like if there's no time to pee don't pee and who cares how hungry you are and when you do get a chance to eat like if the only thing that's in front of you is pizza eat the whole pizza and move forward and why are you taking time to exercise there's no productivity productivity in that like who are you helping with that like go take care of people and I think that that probably carried me through many many years of lack of sleep and unhealthy eating and not taking care of my body and being totally overstressed and overworked until I finally had to like hit a breaking point where I said I'm miserable yeah (laughs) I I need to slow down but didn't you feel that that doing that was proving yourself in your career choice because I know like in art school that was definitely the feeling like if you're not like sleep deprived and eating garbage food and and staying up all night then you're not committed to this. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think that's an idea that needs to die. <laughs> but I right. think it, and I think your generation is doing a good job of that, Riley. But mm-hmm. I think it, it was very much the feeling. Like, you know, it took me a long time to learn to slow down and, like, take time for myself. Like, that was something that I don't think I started doing until my, like, late 20s, actually. Letting myself understand that my personal well-being was just as important as my, like, financial and, like, I don't know, like work well-being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were talking about like needing to help other people, Sid. Like you're not helping anyone but yourself if you're working out. So you need to go do something that will, you know, better the world around you or better people mm-hmm. that aren't yourself. But like, again, you can't do anything for other people if you're not doing something for yourself. Because if you're miserable and you're sleep deprived and you're hungry, you're not going to be in a great state to be like, here, let me come help you. Because <laughs> then you're just like, you know, angry and resentful of people who get enough sleep and who get to exercise (laughs) who get to wear face masks who get to wear face masks yeah it's i i understand what you're saying and you're both right and these are all i i I, like logically my brain knows that these are all right but it's hard because inside i still have that voice that says well i guess yeah if you're a wimp like i mean that's still i know it's hard and i'm not i'm I'm saying that's wrong i'm not justifying that but that voice is in my head to this day that if you stop to do something for yourself you're like you're not good you're lazy you're not good enough you're you're not prioritizing appropriately and there's got to be something better you could be doing with your time I mean and I think that um to like before we started recording I Justin took Charlie to a movie so I got to take a shower by myself (laughs) with no like two-year-old mm-hmm. wanting to like hop in with mommy or peeking in on me every 10 <laughs> seconds to see if I was done yet or whatever <laughs> so it was very luxurious I, I took a shower and I shaved my legs and that was a huge deal mm-hmm. to be able to have the time to do that and then as soon as I got done I looked and I was like well we're, the girls are going to be ready to record in about 10 minutes oh my gosh I could have done so much more with this time 
why did I take the time to shave my legs? I could have started researching my next sawbones. I could have checked my tasks. I could have done, I, like, that was what was running through my head. Like, I can't believe I wasted the time shaving my legs when I could have done these other 10 things that I really should have done instead. Well, I but- think... I was just going to say, I think a lot of the, that mindset is a kind, is, uh, the reason why the millennial generation, which I don't even think I'm a part of technically, but like, I feel like is kind of the generation of people that uh, surround me. You're like the next, what, I don't know what's after that. Z? Generation Z. You got, you got the Z. That's it. The last one. I got the Z. You're the end of generations. That's right. We talked about this before. I'm the last one. Definitely (laughs) happening soon. Yeah. But you know, cause that, that's, it's funny you bring up the whole millennial question because and I, I've joked about it before that th- this article that came out that was like oh the reason that millennials can't buy houses is because they're eating avocado toast it's like well that's interesting but uh I think <laughs> that there is a thought there that's actually I don't uh, it's it's relevant and that's that and this is something you know like I was saying that I've discovered later in life but I've definitely embraced now and and definitely my friends have and people that are younger than me have it's like we would rather have a little bit of pleasure, a little bit of relaxation, a little bit of treating yourself on a semi-regular basis than to suffer for 10 to 15 to 20 years trying to achieve a goal that you might not even feasibly be able Mm -hmm. to get to. Mm -hmm. Like, it's almost like, you know, the big goals are so outlandish in maybe the economic system that you're in that it makes more sense to enjoy your day. And I think it ultimately makes you a healthier person to have Mm -hmm. that little bit of enjoyment on a daily basis i i think that's very true because i think it when i think about it like from my perspective now as a parent you know i think a very common feeling used to be that you had if you decided to have kids you did and you hoped that they would have a better life than you did and i think that now I, I don't know that I've ever thought like, oh, I just hope Charlie has a better life than, you know, like, because that makes it sound like my life really sucks. And it doesn't. Yeah. I'm very lucky. I enjoy my life a great deal. Even when I'm working so hard that I make myself miserable, I'm still pretty lucky. I'm, I'm very happy. Uh, but what I think is I want you to grow up and be happy and be strong and enjoy life and fulfill whatever your potential is, because I think that if you do live up to whatever your potential is, you're more satisfied human generally speaking not for anybody else's benefit but for her own but those are the things I think and it's never couched in and I hope you make more money than I made and I hope you have a bigger house than I had I hope you have more cars or I don't know a nicer dog I like I I, and I really think that that used to be the idea of success was for for like a parent like that my kid will go on I'll, I'll I'll sacrifice and work so hard and be totally miserable so that my kid can have a good life and instead I think well, I want to have a good life so that I teach my kid how to have a good life and watch that happen, yeah. you know? And that's a big shift. That's not the Ameri- the quote-unquote American dream mm-hmm. from 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, and I I mean, not to make it too deep, but I think it's a it's a it's not a shift, it's a reaction. I think, you know, it's like yeah. it's a direct counterpoint to what happened before where we maybe you know, like a generation that grew up with parents that weren't fulfilled and, and, and weren't happy and did struggle. And ultimately, it's not like you got some big payoff that made that struggle worth it. So I think it's a direct reaction of this next generation being like, I'm going to take a little time for myself. Like, I'm going gonna, mm-hmm. gonna to do things my way and I'm going to be OK with that. And yeah, I, I think that's good. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And I think we need to talk more about how you practice self-care <laughs> other than face masks 
Right. But before we do that, <laughs> let's check the group message. All right, sisters, on the group message this week, we have a sponsor to tell you all about. Can, can, I, can I tell them about it? Tell us about the sponsor. Uh, this week, Still Buffering is supported in part by HelloFresh, who we've told you about before. I'm sure you're familiar with them. But if you're not, HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service dedicated to making cooking fun, easy, and convenient. And we can attest to that because we have all uh, tried HelloFresh and made the meals, and they are fun, easy, and convenient. They're all three. super easy instructions to follow. And you can make delicious things like chicken sausage pizzas with uh, broiled zucchini and fresh oregano, or maybe some mm. uh, sweet potato chorizo patties with tomato salsa and lime crema. Ooh. Well, and uh, I'm a big fan of the Veggie Box option. Um, they're loaded with beautiful fresh produce and like really interesting but super easy flavorful recipes. Uh, this week they've got a chickpea powered Mediterranean couscous. They've got a sweet mm. potato sunshine salad with avocado. They've got a tortellini salad. Uh, the Veggie Box is awesome. Sounds really good. Yeah, oh. these all sound wonderful. Uh, so how can they get them? Yeah. Well, each week, HelloFresh creates new delicious recipes with step-by-step -step instructions, super easy to follow, that only take like 30 minutes for everyone from novices, like teen cooks, to seasoned home cooks, like adults, or maybe <laughs> really smart teen cooks, not like myself, uh, all for less than $10 a meal. And they're all delivered to your doorstep in a special insulated box for free. So... For $30 off your first week of deliveries, visit HelloFresh.com and enter promo code STILLBUFFERING30. So check it out now. $30 off your first week of deliveries. That's crazy. I know. It's a great deal. HelloFresh.com, promo code STILLBUFFERING30. Do That's it. 30. Yeah. Now back to the show. <laughs> So, <laughs> back, back to back to self-care. So, like I said, obviously we've talked about the importance of these creepy masks that you all wear that make you feel cared for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but when I think about, like, things that I would have done, I guess in a sense for me, self-care was always, like, time to read. I think that's probably when I feel the most, like, nurtured mm -hmm. as a human it was never much, I mean, as I've grown into an adult, I, I think what I what we're calling self-care, I've also just thought of as like maintaining my health. I put more emphasis on, I'm going to take an extra five minutes and make myself something good to eat now mm -hmm. because I don't want to constantly be putting junk food in my body because like I, I have a whole life I want to lead and I have yeah. a kid to raise. So like I, you know, I think about that and I think about getting physical activity and exercise so that my heart is healthy and my lungs are healthy and that my brain works mm -hmm. even when I'm older and all that kind of stuff. But I think for me, like, I guess self-care when I was younger would have been mainly that, like taking the time to go read a book that I wasn't assigned for school to like go sit in my papa's on chair and right. chill. <laughs> <laughs> that papa's on chair was self-care personified or chair-ified. Right? I think so. I, I think it felt that way. It was like a nest. It was like a womb. It was so cozy. <laughs> um, things like that I definitely think about whenever I'm talking about like and during the summer I do a lot more of it just because like I don't have as much to do especially now that theater's over. It's just like I'm not doing I'm not doing a whole lot but um, I also during the school year I'll think about like trying to save myself future stress is kind of a way I'll do some some self-care if you will so like if I have an assignment that was assigned today 
on like a Monday and it's due on Friday. Mm-hmm. I won't necessarily start on it and get it all done in one day and tell myself like if you don't get this all done then you're just going to be working on it later so get it all done now because you also have other things to do that are due the next day but I'll be like let's start on this and like do it for 10 minutes and if I don't get a lot done that's fine and if I get some done then good and I kind of I think setting a schedule for myself almost at the beginning of the week through uh, bullet journaling and keeping a calendar which I do both (laughs) of it keeps you it keeps you more organized and then you have a plan for the week so you don't stress yourself out when you get to something at the last minute you completely forgot about. That's interesting because you're aligning responsibilities and self-care, whereas mm-hmm. I think what Sydney and I were saying is they were directly opposite for us. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's great. That's, you know. Yeah. I think it's become more of a, like a mindset, not a thing to where like you're being selfish if you do it. So take like 15 minutes of your day and just let yourself be selfish and not worry about other things as kind of like a, a lifestyle choice, if you will. Like I want to choose that. I want to take care of myself with all the time that I can. So if that means I'm going to take the time out of my Sunday to set a plan for myself for how I'm going to do everything for the rest of my week, then that's what I'll do. And if I'm going to like keep a little journal with me so I can write down things I don't want to forget later or I can decide a plan I'm going to tackle an assignment so I'm not stressed out later, then I'll do it. It's kind of just finding a way to manage everything in your life that is happy for you and doesn't stress you out. That surprises me because I would have assumed your first thing would have been mentioning scented candles. I mean, yes, that as well. I have a lot of candles. Also, you can find ones that are scented that aren't real candles that are battery operated that have changing light colors in them and they also smell like vanilla as soon as you turn them on. And that's great for when I want to burn some candles while I'm doing a lot of work because I don't have to worry about like burning the house down by burning Uh a candle for six hours. Do you feel like that that brings you peace or energy or well think about it like you're like (laughs) peaceful energy (laughs) i don't know i'm I'm trying i'm reaching here well when you're like okay when you're sitting down to do something you don't want to do in the first place so like you want to do you have to do a work assignment or Mm -hmm. uh, something for school like i have a lot of summer reading to do i have to start on i don't want to do it but i want to make it as enjoyable as it can be so to do that you kind of have to make the environment around yourself somewhere you want to be so mm-hmm. that you don't mind while doing it as much <laughs> i mean, think about it like that's why like people read on the beach that's why when we go to the beach before school starts i'll bring my summer reading books with me because i'm somewhere i want to be so i can read them on the beach and i don't mind to so when i'm at home like i clean my room before i start doing assignments so i don't feel like i'm in some you know gross room covered in clothes and i light a candle or uh, turn on some music in the background. And then it's like, I like being here, so I don't mind doing all this work as much and having mm. to sit here and do it for six hours. Yeah, that, that's a fair point. I mean, you're laughing, yeah. but but if you think about I, it, I would rather sit in a room that is clean and smells nice and has some Hamilton playing in the background than I would <laughs> in my room when it is covered in clothes and doesn't necessarily smell great um, and is silent. See, I, I I understand what you're saying. It makes total sense. I don't think I've ever once thought, I've got to get a lot of work done. Let me make my surroundings as enjoyable as possible first. I think I just dive in and do the work. And I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying it's it's interesting. I've never considered that. Well, but this is this is interesting in the same way. It's like, like you know, when we talked about self-care as a topic, I thought it was going to be all face masks and, and manicures. Like, you're once again aligning like a responsibility, cleaning your room. It's not that it's a responsibility. It's something you have to do. It's good for you. And that's, mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. Like when I have a big project mm-hmm. to do, like if I don't have a clean space to work in, I can't work. Like it's just, yeah. 
I, I'm so much more productive if my house is clean and I don't like, so I totally understand that. I just think that's super healthy that you're having that awareness of like, you know, it's not something you're doing for somebody else. It's something you're doing for you having a clean space. Yeah. What about things? I mean, I know that this, these things are popular now in general, but among your generation, like among younger people, things that we think of as like, I don't want to say like stereotypical, but like more typical relaxation, self-care things like yoga or meditation, you know, those kinds of things that you like would fall into the realm largely of self-care. Mm -hmm. What is that popular or those things that are? Yeah. I mean, I don't take yoga just because like, you know, I'm, I'm 16. I feel like that's more of like an adult thing. Well, that's what adult I'm asking, classes like, here for yoga. I don't yeah. I mean, but I have friends that do, and I'm sure there are people who are like around my age who do. Mm -hmm. Um, but for me, that means like, I'll take a bubble bath and I'll, you know, put scented bubbles in it and <laughs> I'll play music and I'll put on a face mask while I'm in the bubble bath and I'll get a drink and I'll just chill in there and like either read a book or just listen to music for half an hour. Which oh. is crazy to me because like I, I mean, yes, I guess now if I made the time to do something for myself, it would probably be that now mm -hmm. as an adult. But it's really... I, it, it makes me think of that scene in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's <laughs> Dead <laughs> when the joke is that she's a teenager, but she's pretending to be a grown up and going to work at a fashion company. And so, like, it's very stressful. So she comes home from a hard day being a businesswoman and she, like, gets in the bathtub and has, like, cucumbers on her eyes and is like, haha, look, she's a grown up. <laughs> look, it's funny because she's stressed because teenagers don't get stressed. So, ah, it's so funny. But, like, that's the whole joke. Yeah. I mean, mm. I, I've done that before, not necessarily the cucumbers, <laughs> but, you know. So is that is that gone away? Do you guys just get masks now instead of cucumbers? Yeah. Masks are very popular. Um, but the whole idea that teenagers aren't that stressed, like, I understand there are probably a lot more stressful places I could be in right now than where I am. I will probably be a lot more stressed than I am right now at some point in my adult life when I actually have, like, bigger responsibilities than, like reading a book before the end of the summer like I understand I'm not the most stressed out a person could be right now and there are definitely people who are my age or younger or older that are more stressed out than I am but again I think it's like I was talking about earlier it's establishing that kind of lifestyle or that habit of finding time to take care of yourself that if you don't start doing it when you're younger you never will because I have all this free time like right now in the summer so I'm you know picking an hour in the evening that I'm like this is just you know I'm gonna chill in my room and put on a face mask and watch like friends on netflix and that'll carry over into the school year maybe when i'm stressed out and have assignments going on i'm like you know this was nice mm -hmm. during the summer i had an hour i could do this i only have 20 minutes now but it's the time i have so i'm gonna put on a face mask and watch an episode of friends sure well you know i and i think that maybe something else that's happened because uh, i'm thinking like media presentations of these sort of things like you know self-care I said, don't you associate it more with like, this is something that you earn. Like if you're a high power executive, then you also need to take a break for a manicure. Like self-care mm -hmm. comes after success. It's not a part exactly. of it. Yeah. No, I agree with you completely. That, And it's still hard for me to get out of that mindset yeah. where I will think of like, man, the next few weeks are going to be busy. We have a lot of extra stuff to do in addition to my usual activities. So I won't let myself relax or do anything fun or enjoyable until that like whatever those several weeks are over um 
it's hard for me to break out of that mindset even now and mm -hmm. stop and say, well, you know what? Every day matters. Um, we're not promised any certain amount of time. So why would I, why would I write off weeks? Mm -hmm. And right. I've spent years of my life writing off like, well, yep. I mean, especially when you're going through something like, like years and years of schooling. Well, this rotation sucks. I can't stand it, but it's fine. I'll just get through the next two months and then it'll be over. I'll just get through. I'll just get through. It's fine. I'll just get through. And that mindset can really dig you into a hole. And mm -hmm. I mean, I've, I, I have fallen victim to that most of, I would say my adult life, not so much now, but it's still something I'm, I'm learning. I have not learned. Mm -hmm. right. um, yeah. It's mental and it's physical. Like I, you know, coming up in like the food service industry, there, there was a point where I had a bar manager that was like, you know, you should get a massage like every month. Like that's what I do. It keeps me like physically like in line. You should do that. And I just thought that's insane for you to say to me. Like at the time I was like a bar back. Like I'm like, I will never deserve that. Maybe when I have your position, but it was actually like really sound advice because it's like, you know, like the first, I don't know if you guys have ever had a massage. The first massage I got was when I was like 29 years old. Yeah. <laughs> and, and my masseuse was like, dear God, like you need, you need like to be repaired. You need to do uh -huh. this frequently for a while. And then maybe you can get down to once a month, but you've got issues. Of course, I like never went back. I was like, I don't need to know that I can feel this good. It's bad for me to know that I can feel this good. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. My first one, Justin got it for me when I finished my first year of med school. It was like my reward <laughs> for finishing my first Four year of med years, school. one massage. Yeah, I, I got, yeah, I got a massage and it was it was it was amazing and i remember thinking like man when i finish med school someday or maybe residency <laughs> i'll let myself have another <laughs> because it costs like as much as you would like spend at a dinner but it just seems like yeah. but this does nothing for me it kind of does everything mm -hmm. <laughs> i mean you were talking about like being rewarded um after success with self-care but like I, I personally, maybe this is just like different generation, different mindset, but I don't think I can ever be successful in all I want to do if I'm not like taking care of myself. Like I don't see myself getting successful by like, you know, letting myself go a few weeks and not eating anything that's good for me or like letting myself go a few weeks and not like shaving my legs or taking time to like wash my hair every day. What do you think? This is really interesting to me because... I, th I think that what you're describing is not just you. I think that you're right. Yeah. You're, you're, you're talking about a generational shift, a paradigm shift. And I think that it it could be a very interesting, like, it will, as it headbutts with the American, like, our idea mm -hmm. of our workforce and our economy and how you progress in jobs, it could be very interesting because, you know, we kind of accept this notion that, when you start in the working world, you will work very hard, very long hours. You will not get paid very much. You will not get vacation. You will not get uh, any perks, you know. Yeah, I mean, yes, you could get things like maybe health insurance or a 401k or whatever, depending on what line of work you're in. But for the most part, you accept that you're going to spend many, many years working very hard and not getting much for it thinking that eventually you'll earn your way up to getting those things. 
And my guess is that that's not the kind of workforce that you'd be interested in joining or that other people in your generation are going to accept, that that is not going to be acceptable to a whole new generation of Americans. And even if it was, like, even if that was something I went into, I would also tell myself, like, I may not be getting out of this career-wise for these few years and I may be, you know, not happy at my job or with what all the work I have to do, but I'm going to come home and get a bath. (laughs) <laughs> or, you know, like go to sleep early. Like I'm going to make myself happy while I'm at home and mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of myself while I'm at home and not think about how much I'm miserable at work or how much work I have to do because this is my home time and I need to take care of myself while I have time to. And then I'll go back to, you know, doing mm-hmm. work stuff when I have to. Well, don't, don't you think that's sort of the base? Because there's like a goofy amount of anger. Like you see these articles are like, millennials have killed department stores. Like, Millennials have ruined fast food. (laughs) So much. Like, like, there's so much anger directed towards the younger generations. Because it's like the older, the people above us, the baby boomers are like, we, we, our lives sucked for years and years. Now it's time for your life to suck. And then we're like, nah. (laughs) Nah, we're we're good. (laughs) No, it's very true. I see it specifically in medicine a lot because I see these articles all the time complaining about young doctors want lives. I mean, that's really the, the, the complaint that they're leveraging at us is, you know, in our day, being a physician was your life. You accepted that everything came second. Your family came second, your children, your, you know, your friendships, your vacations, anything you want for yourself is second to this career. And so that means that you're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it used to be a point of pride, like, well, I've come to work sick so many times. I haven't taken a sick day in 10 years. Like I've, you know, I haven't taken a vacation. I have so many vacation days. I'm losing them. I hear that all the time, actually, among my colleagues. Like I'm losing vacation days at this point because I've accumulated so many. They won't let me accumulate anymore. That was a point of pride. And now you have physicians in my generation. And I, I would say I'm among them who are saying, that's fine. I want to work hard when I'm here, but I also do want to take my vacation days. Mm-hmm. And I do want to know when I can expect to be off like I'm not on call I don't have to answer a phone call I can go commit to being at my kid's birthday party or I can commit to this beach vacation with my family or whatever it is Mm -hmm. you see this expectation like yes being a doctor is vitally important to who I am and I will commit to doing the best job I can but I'm also Sydney and I'm also a mom and I'm a wife and I'm a sister and I'm a daughter and I'm a friend and I'm a an individual human with wants and needs and desires Mm -hmm. and I will pursue those and that is a huge shift in medicine that's been like the cause of a lot of angry articles (laughs) yeah well I don't know because I guess like putting it all on the line like so you know you you work for a bunch of years and you suffer and then finally and, and and you eat poorly and you have stress and you don't take care of yourself and then when you can finally afford maybe to take some time You've probably, like, gathered so many, like, illnesses by then that you mm-hmm. could afford to pay for them, I guess. <laughs> like, Yeah. But- no, I mean, there's that. And we also saddle you with so much debt right. in, the, in this country mm-hmm. if you, you know, if you do pursue higher education. Yeah. Like, it, it yeah. does, it does seem like, like, you know, it's just, it, I'm, I'm glad that the younger generation seems to be sort of circumventing the system because it's sort of a system that doesn't. I don't know like it it doesn't seem like a happy way to go through it you know yeah Mm -hmm. and I think the the anger at this generation kind of comes from uh 
we may be seen as not as hard of workers mm-hmm. or we may be seen as not wanting to be as successful but I think it's just a different kind of work and a different kind of success that we want to achieve like we don't all necessarily want to be like you know super successful career-wise until we're retirement age and then we get to be happy like we all just want to be like happy people in general and whatever success we find with our careers or with personal lives like that's different but as long as we're happy that's where we find success and I think it's just a change and people aren't happy with change sometimes so they're like you know I had to work this hard why don't you mm-hmm. I wasn't happy so you shouldn't be happy like oh man like I'm just gonna chill and eat my avocado toast while you're working and <laughs> paying for your house well that's that's like one of those uh, and I'm gonna forget the the philosopher's name but there's like you know an idea that there's some basic human needs that you need you need to have to function but mm-hmm. above that every time you raise your like social standing your happiness adjusts to what you have so yeah. no matter how rich you get or how successful you get, your happiness will kind of maintain itself. It'll it'll level out mm-hmm. like and all mm-hmm. it does is really it keeps you from going down below that. Because once you're like, well, I'm used to having an apartment to myself. Now I can't go back. Well, I'm used to having a house. Now I can't go back. That's but no matter what, like your happiness is kind of the same mm-hmm. once you establish a baseline of like contentment. Yeah. Right. And, you know, this this idea that happiness should be something that we not only individually pursue but that like as a society as a i mean i don't know a country but you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. as a as a collective group of people that we nurture that we encourage that we say yes it it is okay it is Mm -hmm. okay to pursue because your happiness will help me increase my happiness, which is true if we're all happier. I mean, that's a better thing. Mm-hmm. A, a society in which half of people, well, way more than half of people never get enough and a very small percentage of people get more than enough constantly is rarely a happy society as we mm-hmm. have seen. But other countries where they've kind of noted, they've taken account of that and they've said, you know what, our workers are happier and more productive and our society is better when we give them vacation. When we let them stay home when they're sick. Not only do we let them, we encourage them to stay home when they're sick. Mm-hmm. We live, and I know this happens, we live in a society where if you're sick, yeah, you might have a sick day. This is true for me. I might have a sick day, but they don't want me to take it. Mm-hmm. I am expected not to take it. We celebrate employees who come to work sick. That's crazy. Because because they put their own, they put the needs of the company above their own health and safety. And I'm not saying these employees are bad. I'm saying we should tell people, no, go take care of yourself. It's okay. Stay home when you're sick. Get better. That's what you're supposed to do. And also you won't get anybody else sick too. But we have that all backwards. And when you look at places where we treat workers like humans and we give them vacation and sick days and maternity leave and paternity leave and in general nurture them as humans they're happier everyone's more productive the whole society's better off everybody has health care everybody has you know (laughs) public education that's great and higher education that's free and you look at these places where we we where self-care is ingrained in the kind of political fabric of the nation and people tend to have higher quality of life on average as opposed to a place like here where only when you achieve the most the most the most do you get those things? And I mean, I think the focus of older generations was maybe money. 
like getting as much money as possible. I can, you know, treat myself with all this money I'm earning when I'm older. I'm going to make all this money now. My kids are going to be fine. They're going to have better lives than I did because, you know, maybe my parents didn't have as much money. So I'm going to do that. But I was reading Outliers um, and there was a graph in there. It's kind of like a bell curve of how much money you make annually and how happy you are. Mm -hmm. And it was like on the lower end of the scale, the happiness was lower. But then once you reach like a middle area of income, it's like your plateau of happiness and then once you start getting more than that it starts going down it's mm -hmm. so like just because you're earning more money doesn't mean you're going to be happier no probably means you're not going to be as happy well that, that's the thing like, like money is is a it's a finite thing happiness is a renewable resource guys like <laughs> i want that on a t-shirt that's something that you can find personally and have a well of forever Money you have to fight for with other people. It's an ugly thing. But when you shift your focus to happiness, that's mm -hmm. a thing that you can mine for yourself forever. <laughs> so just think about that. <laughs> happiness is a renewable resource. I want that on a shirt. Go, guys. <laughs> Riley, Riley's going to get that on a t-shirt and she's going to wear that t-shirt while she has a face mask on and she's smelling her vanilla electronic candle. Or and I'm watching Friends for the 10th time. I'm watching Friends. <laughs> Well, you know, but but no, I, it makes me really happy that your generation is is a little bit more. I don't want to say focused on themselves. I think approaching themselves with a more healthy mindset because yeah, I do think that there's sort of a, a really nasty end game in effect right now with what we kind of see the you know the American dream, this kind of nasty byproduct of of working really hard for the wrong things and mm -hmm. never like actually enjoying your life like yes break that system like make all mm -hmm. the old people mad they can write all the articles <laughs> about you they want like be happy please <laughs> yeah well and i think i think that if people who do feel angry and frustrated and resentful because they have worked for decades and they do, they have not seen that return in in terms of happiness they feel like they're still like you know not getting what they want but then they're looking at your generation and going well then why do you feel like you deserve it instead of feeling like you don't deserve it either maybe the flip side of that is you both deserve that happiness mm -hmm. you know no matter what age you are no matter what generation you're from whether you believe it or not you deserve that mm -hmm. and if society's not giving it to you society's wrong and you know let's work with let's let's ally together to change it let's not yell at each other yep yeah fight the man <laughs> that's the problem <laughs> let's refocus our energy it's the one percent guys uh, the man tells you not to eat avocado toast <laughs> <laughs> the man wants you to shop at sears invest in a 401k or whatever that is <laughs> well no okay now okay long-term retirement know, investments are not like All right, <laughs> <I said. laughs> i'll tell you about that when you're older Ty. yeah spiritually old like me oh, yeah, but you don't need two kinds of blenders like definitely not they're gonna tell you you do you don't no, no i don't think you need two kinds of blenders no. or like any blender <laughs> <laughs> you just need the magic bullet it's a great just infomercial i highly recommend it <laughs> well this has been really interesting thank you both sisters um i really i honestly thought riley you were going to tell us about various candles that you enjoy and <laughs> what your favorite masks were and bath salts everyone and already knows my favorite candle is sweater weather by bath and body works <laughs> and um i love all face masks so mm -hmm. there you go well, there you go see i i really thought that's what we were going to talk about so i'm very impressed and 
I have been schooled. Well, there. There we go. Yeah. Uh, thank you uh, for listening to our show, everybody out there. Um, if you like our show, and if you enjoy it, you should take a moment to rate and review us on iTunes. That really helps us out. We appreciate that. So yeah. if you have a second and you're so inclined to, please do that. Uh, if you have any thoughts or suggestions or questions for our real life teenager. That's me. The ingenue. <laughs> Riley Smurl. Uh, please email us at stillbuffering at maximumfun.org and ask those questions and we will answer them. I mean, maybe. I can't promise that. I mean, but like, like probably. probably. Probably we will. We'll try. And well, she will. Uh, we won't. We, we're not teenagers. Yeah. We, we, yeah, exactly. I will. <laughs> We'll make Riley do it. Yeah. yeah. You can tweet at us at stillbuff. And uh, if you like this show, you should check out maximumfun.org. That's our our parent company of podcasts. That's our <laughs> that's our family. It's sort of like our parents. Well, it's like our yeah. Our strange extended it's family. Like our mothership. Uh, our mothership. Like delightful <laughs> podcast programming uh, that you should check out immediately and listen to all the shows because they're great. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Your Mind. This has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager. And, and I, I was, was two. two. I would kill for some avocado toast right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just go treat yourself. Do it. Treat yourself. <laughs> you can use half the avocado for toast and the other half for a face mask. Done it. <gasps> Honey, little oatmeal if you want it. Pick up the recipe. It's got to be a pin Chosen funny podcasts about bad movies. Rated R. May we recommend The Flop House? Three friends talk about bad movies and make each other and you laugh. Rated R. The Flop House is playing at your ears. If you download it right now or whenever. Rated R. To purchase tickets to The Flop House. You don't need to do that. Just download it. The Flophouse. Rated R. For nudity, I guess. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.